It's Golden Hour Adventure Time, featuring everyday people doing extraordinary things. From the peaks of victory to the valleys of defeat, these are their stories. Now, from the back of the pack, your hosts, Justin and Robbie. Welcome to Golden Hour Adventures. Today's guest is Jesse, and I'm already going to butcher her last name, Trejos. Trejos. <laughs> I can't roll the R, so. Come on. Okay. You got to at least give it a shot. Give it a try. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Trejo. <laughs> Trejo. See, I can't do it. <laughs> All those Spanish classes did me no, no good with the R's, rolling the R's. Me either, so we're good. (laughs) (laughs) So here we go. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Well, Jesse, welcome to the show. And uh, why don't you uh, tell tell our listeners about yourself? Uh, My name is Jesse. I am a U.S. Navy veteran. Um, I do cycling. Um, I participate in running, which I like to say I hate running, but I still do it. Um, and then I do... She participates in running. Not that she's <laughs> yeah. a runner, but she participates. I participate. <laughs> Unwillingly you know, participates. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I've heard it put that way. I like yeah, that. I participate yeah. in running. <laughs> I participate in it. No way I actually like doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. Uh, and I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I'm a blue belt uh, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So, um, how high is a blue belt? I'm married. Not... I have a wife. I have two kids, uh, uh, twins. They're eight years old, boy, girl, Jason and Anastasia. So, keep pretty busy with doing uh, everything physical to their physical. And it's a busy schedule. <laughs> yeah. So, how high like is a blue belt? I, I don't know the belts. Uh, it's, uh, the second, uh, from the white. So it's white, blue, purple, brown, black. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So how long have you been, uh, participating in jujitsu? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been doing it since 2019. Um, and then I took that break, uh, off of COVID and then went back to it and then was doing it for about another year and then got my blue belt. Um, right now I've taken some time off of doing that, uh, specific sport because of a concussion I had back in November. So I don't, I'm trying to find a, another gym, I guess, that has more females, um, to roll with. So do they call you pair you with male? Um, majority of the time you're paired with male, uh, really male athletes. So yeah. That's, and that's very odd they do to, that. Yeah, and sometimes when they do that, some guys don't like the idea of being tapped out by a female and just try to use <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's what ended up happening in that situation, and it happened literally the week that I was getting married last year. So oh, no. my wife was like, yeah, no, we're going to find it. a different gym. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Nothing like going into a wedding cussed. <laughs> What is it with what is it with our guests doing crazy things before they get married? <laughs> right. We had someone who ran a marathon like six days before she got married. Oh, wow. get a concussion, yeah. being tapped out by. A... Oh yeah, and then it, that I mean to even add to that story, right? So our honeymoon is in March. The fifty uh, k is two days before we leave for our honeymoon. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to Ireland. So that just, you know, that just adds to it. 
I like how she participates in running, but she mentioned 50K. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Running's usually, you know, maybe 5K at the most when you participate. No. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I still hate it, you know? But one of my uh, friends, someone who I really look up to, Kat, she said, the ones who hate it are the ones that usually go and do it. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know it seems like, uh, I don't know if you had this moment when you were running your 50K, but a lot of us ultra runners do. It's like, why did I sign up for this? Why am I out here? Why am I doing this? <laughs> oh, yeah. You get to that point. I think, yeah. Uh, what was it? Probably was about halfway. And I started thinking to that, exactly to that point of, man, why am I, I could easily just stop, go continue on with my day. Said, yep, I ran 15 miles, called a day. And yeah, no, and then I, it's like that push to keep yourself going. And, you know, and yeah, there's a whole story with that too. Mile well, 17 hit. So if you're ready for that story, I could start. Let's, that let's, let's do it. We're there. Yeah. So basically what got me to doing this 50 K is so Steve did his, 100 mile the the month before that in February and he asked me to pace him for his last 20 and that's that was actually my longest run walk hike whatever ever was doing that for him and I took that as like oh my god like he's asking me to do this for him those last 20 miles like he's already going to be in the hurt locker so it's basically putting like his why of why he's doing his run onto me to try and help motivate him to go those extra that last 20 and when I picked him up for those last 20 I could see it in his face you know it's four o'clock in the morning three three thirty four o'clock in the morning and I was like oh man this is we're gonna be on the struggle bus for this right and I told him I said at that point it was me believing in you more than you believed in yourself to finish that run right um so we're going through it I'm talking to him and a thing with ultra running that I I never realized because obviously I never did it is that you're going up at some points right and it's an out and back on this one section of the run it was the the rocky rocky raccoon 50 100 miler and uh so there's this one section that's the out and back and you're going up right to go turn around but then when you turn around it's like you're still climbing I'm like how the hell does this happen you're literally <laughs> just going up and now we're turning around and we're still going up what the hell was that <laughs> oh yeah it's crazy world out there in the truck right <laughs> now you understand uh, uphill both ways <laughs> yeah I'm like, how is that we literally when we start going down on this section and yeah that never happened uh, it's very interesting <laughs> but so then you know we get past that part and I'm like just trying to stay in front of him with his light and you know keeping him going and then daylight started coming he got new wind into him and I was like all right well let's run here you know let's keep moving let's keep moving and I could just every mile we got closer to the end I could see it in his face like all right we're almost there you know and me, me and him having conversations in between that and it's like you don't realize how down on yourself that a person can get 
when they're trying to accomplish something so big, right? It's, it's all kinds of different emotions going through them. And then you're supposed to be that person to help push them along and get them to that line. And I told him throughout the night, I was like, I don't care if we're crawling at the end of this, you're going to cross that line before that cutoff time, you know? And I was like, we're going. So we got there, we got to the finish line and we hugged each other at the end and just like that feeling that I had with him and just being like his support was like, whoa, I, th I think I want to feel it from the other point of view, right? So that kind of got me on the hunt of, okay, I did this 20 and it was kind of like a run, hike, walk thing with him. So maybe I could do a 50K. So then I get home from that and I'm like, well, let me just see if there's something close, right? And I'm like, all right, I'm on the computer, I'm looking up and then prickly pear 50K pops up on my on my computer or my phone, whatever. And I'm like, I think I could do this. I think I could possibly do this. And then I asked Steve, I was like, what do you think? Do you think I could do this? And he's, you know, Steve, he's all, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to talk to Aaron about it, my wife, because it's literally two days before we leave for Ireland. And he's like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, ooh, I know. And then I talked to Kat, Mama Cat, and I'm like, well, what do you think? And she's like, I don't know. Do you think you can do it? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I could do it. And then I just hear Steve in the back of my head, you can do it. Come on, just sign up. You could do it. So I talked to my wife. I had her about 80%, 85% there of me doing it. She's like, but you can't get hurt. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> okay. Like, can't help that. And then finally got it to the point of 100%. I signed up. And then, yeah, I basically had a month to get ready. And the only real running I've done is like 10Ks. 5Ks here and there, running the power lines, you know, for elevation. And I'm like, well, okay, let's do it. You have cycling background, so that could kind of help with cardio. Um, the only real big run I did was like a 10-miler right before it, like a week before it, and then I just was on the bike the whole rest of the time. So that's basically my lead-on to the, to the 50K is <laughs> – getting on the bike and one, you know, 10 mile run. <laughs> You've never ran a, a marathon or anything? Nope. Oh, I love this. You went nope. from zero to hero. I went to, from zero to pacing Steve for 20 miles to, all right, let's just F it. Let's just go see what I can do. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That, that, I love to hear these kind of stories because I've never ran a marathon myself. I've ran the distant multiple times, but I've never ran a road marathon. Um, but, you know, just hearing that usually there's a lead up, you know, 5K, 10K, half marathon. But you just <clears throat> went out and paced Steve for 20 miles at the end of his 100. And like, I got to see what the other side looks like. <laughs> yeah, I got to see what that feeling feels like, you know. Because I know the feeling I had when he crossed and me and him gave him that hug and we 
probably stayed into that. To me, it felt like forever. It was probably like a minute, you know, or 30 seconds, but it was just, it was very emotional, if that makes sense. Like, because I was there for his 100K, his first 100K. And then I paced him for his first 100 miles, you know, and that feeling, I was like, oh, like you selected me, like you picked me to have that moment with you, you know, and that's something you can't experience unless you actually go out and do it with somebody like you can talk about it all day but to actually have you know because it's a mental it's physical it's emotional because it's everything because you are, are pushing them to that point too right they're at complete exhaustion and you have to get them across that line and so I don't know it's it's a different kind of feeling when you're there to to pace and support versus now you're doing it yourself and it's it's a high you can't explain to anybody really you know yeah that that's so true uh you know you had a a big task set out in front of you because you know the last 20 miles of 100 mile are usually some of the hardest for most people the slowest it never feels like it's going to end <laughs> and Steve's like, "Yeah, jump in for me the, with me for the last twenty miles." Like, <laughs> yeah, and I, I like literally the day before I was texting Mama Cat. The day before I was like, "I don't know if I can do this. I'm nervous." Like he, like that's a big task to take on is someone's last twenty miles of a very important event. You know, a very important milestone in their life. And I'm like, "Oh my god." I was like to the point where I think I'm going to throw up. Like that's the nerves and anxiety that I had going into that. But then I got there. I saw him probably at mile 45. He looks fine at that point. And, but it's, you don't know what's going to change for them in that time span. You know, Cause they're going to hit the dark and now they're out there by themselves. They're, dealing with their pain cave, right? Trying to get taught themselves out of quitting before you can even get there. Um, I had me and my buddy Rob. Um, so we were driving up there and I looked at Rob and I was like, Rob, or, I mean, at the point that he can have a pacer, do you want to try and do five miles with him, 10 miles? And Rob, the furthest Rob has ever ran was, you know, a 5K. And so here I am trying to talk him into pacing Steve for like 10 miles just to keep him motivated. And Rob was like, sure, whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. And I was like, <laughs> all right, well, then you'll run with him too. <laughs> so how far did he end up going? I think it was 10. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And that was his furthest too that day was 10 miles he was like whatever you need me to do and i was like all right cool like, That's awesome. tag you're in before i even go so yay <laughs> so where where was your friendship with steve uh before the race then where did it end up after the race so i don't know when he was talking to you about me me and steve i like i did not like him <laughs> <laughs> like we, we had went on a ride together. This was when he was still in the military and stuff. And I don't know, just our whole exchange. I was like, oh, I don't like that guy. Like, he just comes off so cocky and arrogant. I was like, nah, we're not going to be cool. 
whatever. No, I'll put you on the back burner. Um, and then we did Rag Bride together back in 2019, 2018. Uh, don't remember. Um, but we did Rag Bride together and we started talking and, you know, I was like, okay, cool, we'll hang out, whatever. And then after Rag Bry, um, his wife went on deployment and me and him just got closer over that time. Like he'd come to my house, hang out, cook dinner for him and the kids. I'd go to his house, we'd hang out. We'd started riding together, doing some mountain biking together, um, running together. Um, so it kind of like built a friendship organically. Like it was, it got built um from yes me not liking him to us slowly like he's my best friend now um he was my best man at my wedding we talk pretty much every day um it's he's like he's like my brother you know and my kids call him uncle steve so yeah it's it's my best friend <laughs> without trying to get all emotional about it. Right? <laughs> That's all right. Uh, so how did it feel after, you know, after that hundred miles, what was the friendship like after that? I mean, I think we kind of, I kind of me personally towards him, I kind of had this newfound respect for him. I mean, I've always respected him as a person, as an athlete, as anything you can think of, like, man, I want to be like that guy. Like after that, it was, wow. Like you put your mind to something and look at what you did. You accomplished it, but it's, you wanted to do a hundred miles and look, look at you, you did it. And now I can go, well, what's next? You know, <laughs> what are you going to, what crazy thing are you going to ask me to do next? That's what my <laughs> wife always says. She's like, whenever you and Steve plan something, she's like, I have to expect you're going to be gone all day. <laughs> because you guys like to go on your rides you're out there riding and you and him will just be like hmm there's a cool road over there let's go see what's over there and so we <laughs> literally will we'll just ride our bikes over there or we'll go to this this trail you know on our gravel bikes oh we have to cross water here to get to the other side do you want to do it and before i can even say he's already walking across <laughs> the creek you know with his bike <laughs> over his head and i'm like well I have no choice now. My turn. <laughs> you know, Justin and I always say, you know, ultra running is a little, you go out, you pay someone, or if you're just out on a training run or even during a race, spending those miles with someone out on the trail, you get to know their whole life story oh, yeah. really fast. <clears throat> and it's crazy how the friendships are made. A complete stranger. You don't even know sometimes like your best friends when you finish whatever oh, yeah. the training around a race or whatever and i think that's a lot of how the you know the trail and ultra community is built is you're spending this time with people out in nature and a lot of times there's nothing to do but talk or look at scenery or you know all the other stuff in marathons when you're running super fast you don't talk to anyone you don't want to <laughs> you don't no, even I look around <laughs> yeah with street running and like trail running there's a big difference like street running they're out there they're about the business right they're like what's my pace gotta be today okay yep 
<laughs> trail running, yep. you're like, I know I got to get 20 miles done. I don't care. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just uh, interesting that, you know, the two different dynamics. Um, so let's hear about your, your 50K. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> 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 yeah, so it started six o'clock. Um, Which 50K was it? It was the prickly pear. 50K. Oh, the prickly pear. You, you did mention yeah. that. So it was, it was pretty much flat. It was flat. I think I got about 1,000, 1,200 feet of elevation for that 50K. So it was Steve, in Steve's words, oh, it's a good start 50K. You know, good start 50K. Yeah. <laughs> <Still> 50K. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the so it was on a Sunday, right? Um, we had family, my wife's family came in that weekend. So that Saturday they had planned to go to dinner and everything. And they're like, Jess, are you coming? I'm like, oh no, no, I'm not coming with you all. I know how that works. I won't get home till like one o'clock in the morning and I have to be up by four thirty, five o'clock to get ready to go, you know, do my run. I was like, nope, y'all have fun. I'll see you tomorrow. And they're like, okay. So I'm trying to sleep, get it, you know, try and get a good, whatever, four or five hours. Cause that's just how it is. And I'm sure if you're nervous, I probably got less sleep than that, that night, you know, <laughs> um, woke up, said bye to the pup, to the wife, got in the car, nervous as all get out got there and you know I get nervous so when I get nervous I pee a lot so I'm like oh man I got 10 minutes before the start let me run to the bathroom real quick come back start I'm looking I'm like all right we're about to start this it's like all right take a deep breath here we go you know and I'm trying to convince myself stay at your pace don't worry about nobody else and you'll make it you know, I have all these people that believe in me. I believe in myself and I know why I'm out here doing this. Everybody always tells me, know your why, right? Because that's what's going to push you when you get to that pain cave of, man, screw this. I'm just going to quit. But your why will help you push through that. And, uh, and my why is my kids, right? So my kids, my wife my family, my core family, and the sense of, I want to be the example for them, but I also want to be the one that's playing with them when they're older, you know, because they're only eight. And so I want to, you know, I don't want to be in 10 years, 20 years, being like, nope, just sitting on the couch, no physical activity, you know, with their kids in the future too. And that's not going to be me. I'm going to be the one out there throwing the ball saying, come on, let's see if you can beat me. Let's go. Let's race, you know? And uh, so that's my whole reason of why I do run and cycle and any type of activities, because I just want to be that person that sets the example for them and the person that can, you know, continue to play with them as well when they're older and so I'm keeping all that in the back of my head. So I'm already going into this with like a full mind of like, you got, you can't quit. Regardless, it doesn't matter. You're not going to quit. You know, the stopping point, you know what you have to meet before the cutoff of the final lap. Cause it's a three laps of 10 miles, 10.8, 10.5 miles. Um, and so clock goes. You know, they say start, boom. So we start. 
first part of it was dark. Um, you can't really see much, you know, you have your light and then you're just going, I'm trying not to trip over anything. Cause that was my <laughs> big fear is tripping over things. Right. If you did Rocky raccoon, you knew all about the roots and rocks. Huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And so I'm just, you know, got a good pace going and I'm like, heck yeah, I could do this all day. You know, good pace. I'm feeling confident in myself. And I was like, and in my head, I'm like, don't get too cocky right now. It's still the beginning. You're still at like mile four, five, <laughs> six, and I'm still feeling good, right? And then I come in from the first lap. Steve's there. He's like, what do you need? Because I have to take all my own stuff, right? Because I have a lot of food allergies. So I can't trust what they're giving us at the aid stations. Um, even if it's water, like, I take my own water, my own hydration, food, everything, um, just in case they mix their water with something that I can't have. Um, so he's like, what do you need? I have everything all labeled my, cause I use scratch. And so I have the scratch hydration labeled. And then I also have the food, the scratch food, the fuel um, labeled. I have Rice Krispies that they make. Yeah, I pretty much have it all right there. So when I come in, I can just grab or he can hand to me. And he's asking, well, what do you need? And I was like, water and food. And I do liquid more than I actually intake food. Because um, if I do more than that, my stomach will start to hurt. And so I'm not dealing with that on this first 50K. No way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then start the second lap. I'm like, oh, man, I came in the first lap, 10 miles. It's like two hours, 15 minutes. Heck yeah. Let's keep going. Whew, I'm cruising. I'm happy. Uh, get to mile 17 and my wife don't like this because I had mile around 15, 16. I had already been, I started getting into that. Oh God, this sucks now. You know, like ugh, I could easily, cause I know where the starting point is. I could easily just stop, just whatever. And I'm like, no, just keep going. You're fine. Whatever. My wife calls me at mile 17. Man, shouldn't have answered the call. Calls me at mile 17. And she's like, how are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm doing great. I'm, you know, keeping good pace. I'm running between 12, 15 minute miles. For me, that's good. And yeah, I'm feeling good. She's like, all right, well, don't come home unless you cross that finish line. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, got Dang. it. <laughs> sounds, good. sounds good whatever yeah. say we say our love yous and hang up the phone not even 20 30 feet later the one route that has to be in the middle of the trail i'm all happy i talked to my wife kind of gave me that extra push and i trip over it yeah it sucked <laughs> uh it was my right ankle um, and I could tell as soon as I tripped over it, I got a high ankle sprain on it. And I was like, oh, this is going to suck. So then I had on sleeves. So I took the sleeves that I had on and I wrapped them around my ankle as much as I could to kind of try and keep it stable. So I'm wrapping that. I'm like, oh, all right, this will work. And so I at least see Steve to where he can, you know, put my KT tape on it, which I don't know why I didn't KT tape before we went out there. Yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole nother thing. <laughs> and, uh, so we get to the 
So it's 10 miles, the halfway point of the 10 miles, so 15, right? So I got to 17, what is it? Uh, 15, I had just seen him. So I was coming in and then there's like an aid station at about with two to three miles left before you get to the finish of that loop. And so I told him, I said, hey, when I get come in, have the KT tape ready, have this stuff ready because I'm going to need it because I'm hurting already on this leg. And he's like, okay. So I get there. He tries to tape it up the best that he can, right, before I start the last loop. And I'm like, yeah, that'll work, Steve, whatever. It was like there was still tape coming off. Like it wasn't even <laughs> adhered to my leg. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. It'll work. I just, you know, at that point, I was already frustrated, not with him, obviously, with myself for tripping. And it's like, all right, yep, good. So then I start going the last loop. And man, I had, I hit the wall. Right when I started that last loop, I hit the wall. It's like, I could easily turn around. Why am I doing this? Like, who does this shit? Right? Like, <laughs> who does this? Why do we do this? Like, what are we doing to ourselves? <laughs> and, you know, you're basically in that state of convincing yourself to stop. But your brain is like, why are you saying all that? Like, keep going. Hello? Just go. <laughs> Once one foot in front of the other, right? One mile until the next. And so <clears throat> I kept pushing myself, kept pushing myself. Um, and then my left leg started to hurt because my right leg was hurting. And I already have knee issues, right? So as soon as I felt my right ankle, I was like, all right, that's going to lead into my knee. Because now, you know. It's your leg. So one thing leads to the next thing and it just keeps going. And then the other body part starts to try and compensate for that body part. So it's just a never ending story, right? But we need our legs to finish. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just trying to talk myself out of it and keep pushing. Um, I knew eventually I was going to see my mother-in-law there. Um, and my buddy Rob with his son. Um, but I didn't know at what point I was going to see them. And so, like I said, about I just kept moving. My pace started slowing down tremendously. I was doing like 20-minute miles, 22-minute miles, 26-minute mile, right? And I thought I was going to make the cutoff I kept looking at my watch and I was like oh man you gotta you gotta figure something out you gotta just keep moving got to mile 25 26 um and it's the stop it's the halfway point of the last loop and I started cresting over this hill and I see my mother-in-law right so there's a I guess there's a side story to all that as well um so me growing up I really didn't have a close relationship with my mom right and so having Aaron's mom there and seeing her like it was like wow 
you know, it was one of those moments of like, oh, I actually have somebody there for me, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so that kind of like got me, I got all teary eyed and I was like, what are you doing? Don't be a baby. Just go over there, say hi, and then move on and get past it. Right. And, but my emotions took over at that point and I was like so I've never called her mom mom ever and when it, just like when I saw her it was like instinct it was like to yell you know when you see some your one of your loved ones it's like oh look there they are so you yell for them and I'm like mom and I was I was taken aback by myself when I had said that and I was like oh shit yeah you're really like emotional right now and you're feeling all kinds of things like whoa (laughs) get out of that and so I tried to like calm myself down before I got to them and then I saw her and I gave her a hug and I can feel I could feel all these emotions like flooding over me and I'm like before you let go compose yourself fix yourself and I was like all right I see you guys I got to finish this. I'll see you. I'll see you at the end. I was like, you guys aren't going to make me cry right now. I'm not doing that. I got to go. Right. And then Steve asked, he was like, Hey, do you want me to run some of this with you? And I was like, yeah, but it ain't a run, but you can come. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, okay. So then we take off from there and I'm literally like leaving all them. I was like, all right, let me do it you know, a fake it till you make it type of run just to, <laughs> so that till they can't see me anymore, basically. And I'm like, yeah, keep it moving. And then as soon as I knew they couldn't see me, I was like, yeah, I'm about to walk. <laughs> I'm walking again. I'm hiking this piece. And then Steve's like, come on, come on. I'm like, Steve, this is stupid. <laughs> I don't know why I am doing this. This is stupid. Ugh, I hate running. And he's like, I know, I know you do. I'm like, okay, well, then why am I doing this? (laughs) And so we just kept going back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, yeah, I'm just trying to get out of my own head. And he goes, I know, it's fine. You're going to finish, though. And I'm like, yeah, I will. But this sucks. You know how easy it would be for me to just walk that road right there and take it back to the car? And he's like, yeah, I know, but you're not going to do it. And I'm like, thanks. Thanks, guy. (laughs) No, I'm not going to do it. And uh, so we're going and I had about two miles left and he's like, all right, have fun. This is where you need to talk yourself and have a a discussion with yourself right now. You got about two miles left. Let's go. And I was like, okay. He's like, I'll see you at the end. And I was like, yep, I'll see you at the end. And then we parted our ways. I had two miles left and it was just a, it was like an air force shuffle you know like you're just shuffling around trying to just make it and so it got to a point I started seeing them again I started hearing my mom and my mom my (laughs) mother-in-law and uh yeah started saying my name and then came across that finish line and got a big hug from Steve got hugs from everybody and at that point, I was like, holy shit, I actually, and then you have like a lot of emotions going through you. 
when you cross that finish line and it's almost like you're there but you're not there when you cross it right when you're you're like completely exhausted you're in this state of I didn't want to do this but I did it I finished it but I did want to do this and I finished it and yeah I don't know it's today that's probably one of the hardest things I've I've ever done is that but the high from that it's like you can't get that high back unless you do it again right <laughs> it's a high of like ooh, I did this huh yeah my body is hurting right now but I did it hmm interesting <laughs> what is that feeling you know it's, <laughs> I guess it's the true runner's high right I yep. guess yeah but I don't know so many emotions I I don't even think I've cried yet from running running it besides the little crying I did during it I don't know it to me it still thing, seems surreal in some aspect because if you would have asked me this like two years ago or while I was in the military, if I ever saw myself doing anything like that, I would have looked at you and said, yeah, okay, you're stupid. Now let's go. <laughs> day, right. And then, yeah, it's to me, I, I still can't believe it sometimes. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's cool, but yet humbling too at the same time if that makes sense yeah definitely yeah for sure i don't know it's your your body can do amazing things if you want it to do it but i think it's more of the mental ability physically your body will do anything right but it's up to your mind really because it's a battle that you have with yourself internally that you could you could let that dark piece win and you stop or you keep fighting that battle within yourself and you finish you know yeah we you know the ultra distance we always say is pretty much more mental than it is physical oh yeah <clears throat> definitely i think it's about 10% physical the whole rest of it is all mental because <laughs> if you tell your body to quit it's gonna quit yeah no yep. matter how much pain you're in if you tell your body to keep going it's gonna go it that's the, each step might you know hurt but it's gonna move because you're wanting it to move yeah yeah you know pain is pain in those things is temporary but oh, yeah the mental part <laughs> is so overwhelming some points it, it feels like it's never gonna end just that whole battle you're fighting with yourself oh yeah it is and it, it is a battle because it takes a lot of willpower to not quit when you can actually see a finish line right there that you can walk to yeah especially you know those those loop courses i think those are harder than uh you know, if you go do a big loop, uh, like a point A to point B type thing, because like you're saying, you had to go th through the start finish twice, oh, <laughs> then, yeah. go, then go on your third loop. You know, those ones are harder, I think, mentally, because at any point you're like, oh, the car's right there. I can just pack it up and call it a day. But uh, 
that's why I like I like loop courses for the mental part. I'm shorter loop courses, but usually when I pick a longer distance, I usually try to find something that doesn't come back to the start finish, even though I have ran those before and they're extremely difficult. <laughs> oh yeah, it's brutal. Like it's easy. You can come in and be like, I could just stop right here. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> each time yeah it was like especially after that second loop it's like oh my car is right over there (laughs) but then you would be so disappointed in yourself right immediately right yeah who who wants that feeling you know i i don't i don't want to be known as oh i attempted it Hmm. okay no (laughs) i want to be like yeah, I finished. I did it. I finished it. I was third to the last, but I finished it. <laughs> it's all that matters crossing that finish line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's all I kept thinking was just get to that line. Just get to that line. You're hurting now, but just get to that line. That's all I could think of. And I, and I had told my kids I was going to do it. I wasn't going to seem like a liar to them, you know, no way. <laughs> Yeah, you had that accountability part that you told them you're going to do it. So I got to go do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I told him I was going to do it. Yeah, it's. And that was my first one. And. Yeah. <laughs> I thought t- everybody always asked me, like, what's next? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. That was good. <laughs> I think we yeah. called an all runner with just one. <laughs> That's 100% true. You know, yeah. you mentioned that it's it's all about the finish line, but just looking back on just your story that you're telling and the amount of growth that you had uh, from running the actual race and, you know, the ups and downs and, you know, it's just like you grew so much during that race, you know, mentally, physically, you know, however you oh, want yeah. to look at it. So it's like, you know, you... I, I, I always like to, it's, it's not always about the finish line, even though, yes, it is that's finishing the race, but it's, you know, it's about the journey as well. And like, oh, yeah, because you know, I, I know, know you went through a journey in, during the race. Oh, for yeah. sure. <laughs> and it's one of the, like, I know how hard I can push myself to accomplish something. Yeah, absolutely. And you showcase and that I, for sure. And right after it, Steve's like, oh, I mean, a 50 miles only 18 miles. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> goodness and my daughter brought that up too one day she's mommy what's what's the furthest you ever ran and I said you know how far I've ran so 50k and I told her I was like that's around 31 32 miles and she goes I think you can do 50 I said yeah I think you've been talking to your uncle Steve (laughs) (laughs) so so did you get bit by the bug or are you you contemplating another another yeah i'll I'll probably do another one i'll I'll (laughs) probably do another one but i have some surgery scheduled um right now in november i'll have one surgery after it's they're on my feet so i'll have one surgery in november on my left foot and then wait for that one to heal up and then i'll have surgery on my right foot and then after that i told him then I want to slowly start getting back, back into it again. And then I said, we'll pick something and we'll all work towards it and we'll see what happens. So yeah, it's, 
Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say that'll be, that's going to be super cool. Cause it's pretty much, you're going to have to start all over again. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, one thing after you finish just one of these and you can kind of see what it is um, looking from the outside, you know, as Justin was mentioned, it's, it's about the journey. We get too caught up in the finish line, but it's about that journey. So I think this next one will be a lot more meaningful because you're going to have to start all over again and build and back up. I'm really going to hate running then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just participate in another one. <laughs> I'll just, you know, what are you doing this week? And I'm participating in a bad kid. That's it. No. <laughs> so you mentioned, you mentioned cycling. Um, what kind of cycling do you, did you do any competitive cycling or is it? No, it's all just been social. Um, I have a road bike. I have a gravel bike. Uh, I got a mountain bike and it's actually Steve's old mountain bike. After I did that, pacing for that uh, hundred miler, I ended up with a mountain bike from him. So I was like, hey, hey I need to go out and pace Steve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My wife's like, every time you're around him, you come home with something different. And I'm like, well, I mean. Steve, hit me up for your next hundred miler. I'm pacing. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> when you upgrade in that other mountain bike, you get there. <laughs> Robbie needs a but, gravel bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's an excellent pacer. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's who you should get to pace you for Bandera. There you go. Oh yeah. I, th I think he's running the 50k that day. I think he said he's running the. They have like a 50k that's you know, not awards, no time, just have fun and go do it type thing. I think he's running it that day. Yeah, he can have that. I'll still be in recovery. That's my excuse. <laughs> uh, yeah, but back to cycling. Um, I got started in cycling back in 20, oof, 2010, 2011. Um, I rode with three other ladies that got me into it. Um, Kathy, uh, Georgia and Cheryl and so the four of us would just go out and uh, this was in North Carolina and we would ride the range roads out there and so that was my first taste of cycling and then I just continued it throughout the years um, and that's been my main cardio is cycling and then last year no three years ago sorry I got a gravel bike and then that's I love gravel biking. It's awesome when we can find time to go do gravel. Um, but the majority of the time since being in Texas, I used to ride with a lot of groups, but then it got more competitive. Like, oh, you're you're fast, so let's see how fast we can go. Or nobody wanted to hang out with like the slower people, um, and so. I just kind of stuck with riding by myself or riding with small groups um, and ride or riding with Steve. Uh, I try to get other people into cycling because it's just a good workout, right? But a lot of people can't get past the saddle because <laughs> it starts <laughs> to hurt. <laughs> and I'm like, well, just get the padded shorts, get the camis. And they're like, no, that don't help either. And I'm like, well, I can't help you then. If you're not it, that's cool. Whatever. I'll still go ride by myself. <laughs> Because um, I live on the complete opposite side of town than Steve does. Um, it takes about 40 minutes to get um, from that side to this side. So um, it's a good 
you know, clearing of the head. Um, and that goes for running too, is I just, I don't know, I love it. It's my first passion and I don't think anything could actually ever replace cycling. It's been, it's been my, you know, my person, even though it's not a person, it's where <laughs> I can let things out. Um, you know, being in the military, not a lot of people come back out of the military, the same person they went in. Um, you got a lot of demons there too. And so it's just a good release altogether. So that's my, that's my first love. <laughs> cycling. <laughs> is, is that what made you fall in love with cycling was the, the release? Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, I was still in the military at that and at that point in 2010, uh, and it's just a way just to get away from it, right? Um, the only time you have your phone is if it was for a route. But I really don't listen to music. I listen to it rarely when I'm out there. But just being out there with the wind, hearing nature. It's like a calm, a sense of calm that you feel before you have to go back into the chaos of the real world, right? So that's why I love it. Um, running is the same thing. I found that in trail running too, is that it's calm. You feel at peace. You feel like there's no, there's nobody there to tell you, hey, we got to go do this, or hey, we got to go do that. It's just peace, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of us that do different outside sports and stuff like that, endurance sports, especially longer stuff, we go out there to fight our demons or whatever. Uh, we all have different stories. Most of the people I've met and ran with or, you know, talked to, we're a little, a little crazy to do go out and do this stuff. So <laughs> if we weren't, I that's agree. why we wouldn't be doing it. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely, I know for myself, um, it's a release and I've been running for, I started running about 2010, um, just started with shorter distances, but worked my way up and I've noticed the growth throughout the different years and stuff going on in my life and what running has done for me. And I think back, if I didn't have that, where I'd, where would I be? And I don't think it'd be in a good place. Oh, so. uh, yeah. I agree with that 100%. If I didn't have cycling or running or just some way of getting out that release, it would be, I'd be a whole different type of person. Also, uh, in December, it'll be a year since I drank, you know. Um, and so that's also something else for me to go do right when the stress of the day or anything instead of going and picking up a can or a bottle or whatever I just be like hey you know look at my wife do we got time is there anything we got planned do we need to go do anything with the kids no okay well I'm gonna take this 30 minutes to just I'm feeling stressed or whatever and just go release it real quick or I'm going to just go at least do a mile around the loop in our neighborhood just to get something out and makes the whole the day a whole lot better. 
So it'll be a year in December since you started recovery. Yeah. Yep. Good for you. Um, now that you mentioned that, uh, what kind of growth have you found through recovery? Uh, I feel, I mean, I, I have good and bad days. Everybody has a good and bad day. Um, but it's, I've learned to realize why I would drink, I guess. And it was more to numb everything that I was going through from, like, you name it, from being a kid all the way to being in the military to now just dealing with stress. That's, that's what I would go to. And, but instead of doing that, I just woke up one day and I told my wife, I was like, look, don't ask me to taste a drink. Don't ask me if I want to drink or any of that. Cause I'm not doing it. Starting from this day, that's it. No, no more. It's, it was there and I used it just to numb things, you know, to make my, I guess myself feel better about certain situations that happened, whether it was the military or my childhood or anything growing up, right? And I was like, nope, no more. And I just just feel like a better person, right? Altogether. And I don't feel as though I'm in a different headspace when I, because when you drink, you're like, oh, yay, you're, you're just hiding the things that are going on in the inside. Yeah, you can come off as this great, happy person when you're drinking, but I want to be this great, happy person when I'm not. And so running and jujitsu helped with that a lot. It also helped with my PTSD. Um, it, it just, it's just a better life altogether, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's, a, that's cool. Uh, I'm proud of you for that because I know for me that's the hardest struggle I've ever had to deal with in life is you know quit using substances for numbing the pain so yeah <laughs> it's not easy <laughs> no it's not and every day because I mean sometimes it would be easy when you're having one of those bad days to be like man I could really use a drink and I say that to myself I'm like no you don't you have a bike in your room. You got bikes downstairs. You can go put your shoes on and go take care of it that way, you know? So, yeah. And I, I try and do something physical every day. It's hard sometimes to try and get something in because we're getting pulled in so many different directions, whether it's still trying to make time for me and my wife, um, date nights, still figuring out what the kids have to do that day, figuring out what I still have to do for myself that day to where I'm a hundred percent for my family. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a struggle. <laughs> and I'm only going to be at year one. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, those first, those first days were the hardest. Oh yeah. <laughs> well we always ask our guests two questions and the first question is is what kind of gear you use you can talk about cycling you're running you know nutrition you mentioned scratch already but uh what kind of gear do you use i have a s, -S 
I don't know if I'm saying it right. Usweep. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't know how to say that either. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any done. I don't know, but it, that's my hydration pack that I utilize. Um, I actually was just using for that 50K, I used, um, what is it, Flex Living shorts. They have the lining in them, but I just recently swapped to uh, wearing Lululemon shorts and shirts because they basically feel like there's nothing there when you run. And I like that just feeling of not having to worry about anything. And yeah, um, I wear any kind of hat. Uh, majority of the time, I have my band of runners hat on. I, you know, whatever hat. And then my watch is Garmin Phoenix 6. And my shoes are Hocus. I love Hocus. Best shoes I've ever owned for any kind of cardio outside. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much hydration is scratch. Um, that's it. Awesome. So our second question is, we're trying to grow our platform. Who's someone from your network that we should have on our podcast next? Doesn't have to be endurance could be anything like someone that has a good story or someone you look up to or yeah the one of the people i really look up to is kathy kathy uh kathy sandlin um she's who i first started cycling with and she's always been there with me since day one of me knowing her actually going to work for her um in the military she was she was my boss and uh she's always been there She's always been that person, no matter how long we go without talking or anything. It's like we pick up as if nothing has ever happened. No time has passed. Um, but they are, there's two other women, and that's Georgia and Cheryl. And it's kind of like a trio, right? You get one and you, you know you're going to get the other two with it. <laughs> so Honestly, I'd be pretty interested if you could get all three of them in one podcast and that thing would just, it would go all over. That's, <laughs> that's a great fun. idea. We've never done that. <laughs> it'd be interesting. I think you should. I think you should make that your first one because <laughs> the stories they could tell, they're pretty interesting and they both, they all cycle. Um, they all run. Kathy has done amazing. She's done Ironman. Iron Man's uh, she's done multiple <laughs> and she's just great she's just a great person overall um like I said someone you can count on but if you could get all three of them together oh man you get you better have some time on that docket <laughs> <laughs> well I'll reach out to you and see if we can uh, make that happen <laughs> <laughs> well Jesse it's been a pleasure we'll give you you know, a couple minutes to shout out whoever you want and more people can follow you on social media or whatever you want to do. Time is yours. Yeah. Uh, my social media handle on Instagram is Jesse Ann two, eight, two, three. Um, that's Jesse with the I E. Um, and basically just you know, my wife, my kids, Steve, my mother-in-law, everybody that's ever been there for me, um, my siblings, you know, it takes a village, right? Even when we're doing this type of stuff, it still takes a village. Um, and I just appreciate every single one of them. So 
That's all I got. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, Jesse, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time to come on and, you know, tell us your story. It was awesome. Yeah, hopefully I didn't do too bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. You had a great story, so. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs>